Hey everybody, welcome to episode 23 of the Cyberbullies podcast. I'm Ken Worski, I'm joined by the very nasally... Kyle Reese-Mando, coming in low energy. <laughs> Guys, we've both been sick this week, kind of, a little bit. Stuffy noses, Kyle's been way worse. Yeah, so we, we apologize for the late release. It's a lot of things beyond our control, some within our control. Yeah. Ken's 40th birthday was last yeah. weekend. I was a little hungover, we were supposed to record last, last week, it didn't happen. So... Here we are. Yeah. Another great day. Saturday morning record. Should yeah. be good. I, it, I feel like whenever we do extremes, either early in the morning or late <laughs> at night, it's just bonkers. So this, this could be a three-hour marathon. <laughs> For anyone that missed episode 22, it's up on iTunes, all your other podcast sites. Please subscribe, rate us. Do you even remember the last movie we did? I guarantee you. I was just about to say, I can't wait to hear these questions because I don't... <laughs> the only reason I remember is because we, we briefly discussed um, someone putting a hex on this episode and we thought maybe it was Brandy Blackbear. <laughs> So Kyle's right. In episode twenty-two, we watched "Not Like Everyone Else." Whew. As always, we tried to answer the following <laughs> questions. We're only we're only one minute in. <laughs> well, just I it was just the the mood. I remember working on these questions, and it took me a while. So, uh, could a principal in Missouri believe that a student could put a spell on a teacher? <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, this is gonna be bad. That that I know it's based on a true story. I wish. I, Do you think that part's based on a true story? I think we need to make a bonus episode. It's just us invest like a, like a serial style investigation <laughs> sure. of whether that guy believes in witches and ghosts. <laughs> uh, second question: Was the Adams Family Groove an inspiration for this movie? I think it was. Oh, I will say, last night, uh, a friend of the show, Michael Masali, we were playing. Um, he, he has that like uh, the thing we got him for his yeah, birthday. Yeah, no. has like yeah, every game, thousand and one game. Yeah, you can play every game sure. for like Nintendo, Nintendo sixty four, Super Nintendo, Genesis, whatever. There was there was an Adams Family Groove or Adams Family Values video game. Was it Super Nintendo or Super Nintendo? Wow. Was it yeah. awful? We didn't even play. It. I just laughed. I just saw the title and I couldn't even I couldn't even play it. But I did kind of want to hear the eight bit version. And my last question was, why did Mr. Blackbear have so many footballs in the back of his truck? Right? <laughs> it looked like he was he looked like he was going out for first period gym. <laughs> the Voight footballs. Oh yeah, just rubbery. You throw them eighty five yards, <laughs> and you could you can't drop them either. They're the best. Perfect spiral. I I yeah, because I, I remember that was a big thing when you got the bag of balls to find the right one for your oh, game. Oh sure, because you had, if you didn't get in there first, you got that old like leather one, that was or very, that was like uh, worn. Yeah, yeah, it no, was like bald, no gription, <laughs> right? Yeah, that was oofa. Oh. So, oh boy, you know what? I didn't even. All right, go ahead. So uh, we tried to answer these questions and more. You have anything to recap on that movie before we move on? <laughs> I don't think so. No, I think we covered it. I mean, yeah. it was it was all right. Yeah, it, it did the job. It was spooky, uh, like the Adams family, right? So, speaking of spooky, oh, do you know we, what month it is? Here we go. Here we go. I'm Jack for this. I'm not kidding. It is. Mactober. So the movie we chose for episode twenty three is nineteen eighty eight's The People Across the Lake. Wow. Wowie, wowie. <laughs> and can you regret you didn't even mention came out on your tenth birthday. So wow, I didn't even realize that. October third, nineteen eighty eight. So crazy. I, I'm it could not be more the movie we should do. Unbelievable. And I'm gonna tell you this. I learned how to make gifts simply because of this movie, because of one scene in particular. You learned how to make gifts? Animated gifts. Oh, you oh you learned how. Yeah. I, can I guess the part? When yeah. We come you'll know I know you know already. If anyone's watched the film, you know the part. It's majestic. 
There's nothing like it. I, I think it actually could be a me. Like I feel like I could have created you could, a me. You could do it. Yeah, I, I think we're in. This is your 15 minutes. This is my time. Buckle up. Yeah, this it's all downhill from here. So this stars Gerald McCraney as Chuck Yeoman. What a name. He's, of course, the star of Hobo's Christmas and Major Dad. And you know, like, yeoman, like, you know, the, the word yeoman? Sure. Like, like a, a yeoman's effort? Yeah, exactly. So he's like a r- average Joe, regular guy. Yeah. Yeoman. He's not special. <laughs> uh, well, I, don't, I tend to disagree. Turns out he is very special, but, you know. <laughs> right. This also stars Valerie Harper as Rachel Yeoman. Uh, she starred as in a movie we did, A Friend to Die For, as the egg timer praying mother. Oh, one of the all-time greats. Sure. Uh, she's also Valerie's family. A ton of shit. She's very famous. Yeah, yeah. Val, Val Harper. She, VH. She goes <laughs> all the way. Uh, there wasn't every, anybody truly other famous. Oh, no. Than, Barry Corbin. Who's Barry Corbin? The, uh, oh, the, the... The guy with the glasses? The, yeah. He, he's on Northern Exposure. Yeah, he's he's, he's been in a million yeah. movies. Yeah. I recognize him right away. Yeah. I, mean, he, I bet he even has like an Emmy or two in there. Probably. Yeah. He's a good actor. He's, he's very Well, famous. maybe not in this, but... I, you know what? I think we want to talk about that because I feel like they did a great job with a nothing, like with a terrible script. With basically Friday the 13th Part 2. Yeah. That's what I, this I, movie I, is. And I was like, why didn't we get fucking Tom Laughlin again? Like, why isn't he directing this? He, he, yes. Right? Correct. This is where he should be. This yes. is his lane. It certainly looks like he directed It's not it. First Amendment court cases. It's <laughs> fucking d- no. dead mothers. Oh, my God. Uh... So I know you must have a ton for this. So I, I had let's try, not waste any time. I tried to split up my McCraney trivia and stuff. So we so because we're gonna do one more McCraney after this, right? For the end of the month for Hall- Halloween, right? All Hallows Eve. Yes, and, and we'll pick. We have another spooky should, movie. I, mean, I don't know if it's gonna be spookier than this, but uh, you, we didn't know this would be the spooky. I so didn't know either. I, I hoped. I hoped. All right, Ken. So we're gonna go back in time. First, we're gonna go back all the way. To Gerald McCraney's birthday. Oh. To in October, or excuse me, August 19th, 1947. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So probably close to Huey Lewis's birthday. So it occurred to me. Through the magic of the internet, we could find out the number one song and number one movie. Right. Number one TV show, harder to find. Sure. Um, not a ton of broadcast television at that moment. So, what's the number one song the week of Gerald McCraney's birthday? Okay. I'm going to give you four choices. All right. Tex Williams. Sure. Smoke, smoke, smoke. Parentheses, that cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of punctuation in these. <laughs> The King Cole Trio, so Nat King Cole. Okay. Parentheses, I love you, and parentheses, for sentimental reasons. Kay Kaiser, Old Buttermilk Sky. What does that mean? I don't know. It sounds Th- disgusting. Yeah, like- Or n- delicious. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Maybe the clouds look like waffles. I don't know. <laughs> Can you imagine, though, like, they just, this person wrote a song, and they're just staring into space, and that's fun. What else was there to do? I don't know. Whittle? I don't know. I don't know. Not get polio. <laughs> Count Basie. Open the door, Richard. It has an explanation point. So smoke, okay. so smoke that cigarette. I yep. love you for sentimental reasons. Yep. Old buttermilk sky. Open the door, Richard. I'll go uh, the Nat King Cole song. It's a great guess. You're incorrect. It's Tex Williams. Smoke, smoke, smoke <laughs> that cigarette. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to see if I can find it. Well, I hope so. 
I didn't have time to collect all these yesterday. People love the smoke then. That's what they did. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's nothing else to do. Now, I'm a fella with a heart of gold with the ways of a gentleman, I've been told. The kind of a fella that this is even horse shit. But if me and a certain <coughs> character met, the guy that invented the cigarette, I'd murder that son of a gun in the first Wow. Oh, aggressive. Interesting. Now, it's an anti-smoking I don't smoke myself, and I don't reckon they hinder your health. I've smoked them all my life, and I ain't dead yet. Oh, great logic. But the scientific method. <laughs> wow. All right. Well. Wait, did he say a petting party? I thought he said a porker. He said a petting party, like a party where you go to make like out. heavy petting? Yeah. All right. Sounds like fun. Tex Williams on the edge. Yeah. I love it. All right. Number one movie the week of August yes. 19, 1947. I wonder who's kissing her now. The Bachelor and the Bobby Soxer. Welcome Stranger or The Huckster. <laughs> I don't want anybody, any actors. I want to. Yeah, I'm, I'm not telling you anything. I only he- I'd only heard of one of these movies. Um, Can you repeat them, please? Sure. I wonder who's kissing her now. Mm hmm. The Bachelor and the Bobbies. Do you want you want like synopsis? No. Okay. All right. You're too good for that. It's fine. <laughs> bachelor and the Bobby Soxer. Welcome Stranger. The Huckster. The Bachelor and the Bobby Soxer. Correct. Yes. That's the only one I had ever heard of. It had a good run. Oh. Who's in it? Anybody famous? I don't remember. Oh. I th- it might have been like a Cary Grant movie, actually. Okay. All right. There you go. All these movies are about people dating people way too young, so that's wow. really well, I know. It's like it's like a thirty five year old man and a sixteen year old girl usually, so you know. <laughs> That was all right back then. All right, Ken. So we're going to go back to our usual categories. Yep. But we're going to do them in a little bit different way. Today. Okay. So speaking of 1988, while you're looking that up, mm-hmm. I just remember this. I had a calendar of a band. Can you guess the band? 1988. Yep. You had a band calendar. Yep. I'm going to say Def Leppard. Nope. Young Keith Narowski has a calendar. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I remembered this, but it popped in my When did head. you purchase it? Was it 1987? Okay, so oh, so Bon Jovi. No. Very famous band. Really? Ageless. Ageless? Oh, Alternate Current, Direct Current? Yes. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, I should have. It only took you like four guesses. I, I think I could have got there earlier if I'd really thought about it. Because like, it makes sense you would have that rather than like a new band. Right, exactly. Yeah. Right. You don't want to get on the bandwagon and have no, a band no. sh- crap out. You don't want a quarter flash <laughs> I fucking hate, poster. I fucking hate that flippered. So, I want you to tell me which, put these songs in order. Okay. These are the top five songs, October 3rd, week of October 3rd, 1988. Yep. And then we're going to listen to Shadow Stevens' Count Them Down. Okay. And he's going to give us a little fact about each band. Yes. And artist. Mm-hmm. So, your, number, your favorite song, Phil Collins, A Groovy Kind yeah, of Love, which I didn't even remember. You know what's funny is this is when my family owned the record store, so I, sh- I should be good at this. And what's interesting about this is Billboard and American Top 40 were different in their top five. There was some crossover, but they were not the same. Yeah, because it's a different, Yeah, if the, as we learned, yeah. a different criteria. Yep. So I, that's why I'm making clear this is American Top 40. Yep. Def Leppard, Love Bites. Okay. UB40, Red Red Wine, which is recently, recently in the news. Why was that in the... Because, uh, what's his name? Brett Kavanaugh was at a UB40 concert and got in a fight. Oh, that's awesome. I know. Like, of all With the Neil places. Neil Diamond? Yeah, yeah, of course. Or UB40. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> cheap Trick, Don't Be Cruel, which we're going to hear some good trivia about that from Shadow. I prefer Bobby Brown, Don't Be Cruel, but whatever. You're going to hear about it. <laughs> Information Society, What's On Your Mind, Oof. which 
again, no recollection of that. I remember the song, I right. think. Well, we'll see. All right, so T to B or B to T? Five to one. Okay. Uh, all right, I'll go Don't Be Cruel, Info Society, Love Bites, Redwood Run, Groovy Kind of Love. Okay. All right, you ready? I'm ready. So you said number five, you had... Don't Be Cruel. Don't Be Cruel. So we're going to get into Shadow Stevens. It's going to take us all the way to the top. American Top 40, filling in for Casey Kasem, out with a herniated disc. Is that true? The same title. No. Have been in the top ten at the Fooled same me. time. Details and the second of those songs are Sounds coming. like Max Hedges. Yeah. Quality is iffy. The hits get bigger before our eyes. The numbers get smaller. Number one's within our reach. I'm Shadow Stevens, and here's the Buttery. first hit for the group from Minneapolis Information Society. Oh, uh, number five. The begins right. the day they all walked into a 7-Eleven store. <laughs> Kurt Valakun came in to buy a Velcro chest set. What? Rob wanted a book on I haven't done a what in a long time. <laughs> Tyler Moore bubblegum cards, and Jim Cassidy needed a genuine imitation kiss guitar. Who remembers this? No, this is all made up bullshit. Things. Yeah, you think? Rob sees the opportunity he claimed to have all of the items at his house convinced the others to come on down and when they found nothing but a when they woke up naked and bound keyboards information society was born that's the way they tell it their first hit is a yeah, exactly smash is what's on your mind number five i have no recollection you don't remember this song Oh yeah, this is—it's it's like, is like a Depeche Mode. It's the yeah, the Depeche Mode ripoff. Right. What's on your mind? Information Society. Oh yeah. Five up four you notches. remember it? They took that song bam, bam, one bam, 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 bam. Like, I'm Stevens. This is American. I'm top ready. Coming in number four. Now, we're up to that. What do you have, Ken? First, I was telling you. Well, about. I had Info Society. Okay. Ever, the two different songs with the same title Red are in the top ten no. at the same oh. time. Oh. <laughs> we thumbed through the Don't pages of chart history and found a few times that See, this had that almost five. happened. I know. When two songs with the same title were in the top 40 together and almost touched the top ten together, but not quite. <laughs> in 1971, the Carpenters hit number two with the song Superstar. On the chart at the same time were also the Temptations with their hit Superstar, but the Temps didn't reach the top ten. In 1979, mm. both the Allman Brothers and the group Poco were in the survey with different songs titled Crazy Love, but neither made the top How is that possible? In 1986, the duo New Shoes hit number three with I Can't Wait, while at the same time, Stevie Nicks had her I Can't Wait on the chart. Oh, yeah, that's a good song. Stevie only I, peaked at number 16. Now, for the first time, two different songs first with the same ever. title are in the top ten simultaneously. Back at number eight, Bobby Brown broke top ten ground with his song called Don't Be Cruel. And right here, ladies and gentlemen, at number four, here is Cheap Trick with their version of the old Elvis Presley song, Don't Be Cruel, a chart. <laughs> I did not like this then. I don't like it now. You know what's funny? So I actually like Cheap Trick. Right. Well, that's the thing is they, they cashed in. They were like, we've yeah. made 20 albums and they had the flame. Remember that song? Yeah. yeah. They didn't write that song. Bobby Who wrote it? Called Diane Warren. Well, it's the first time ever that two songs... With the same I write title, Shadow. Been in the Hurt you. Well, keep in mind, he had a whole song off, so if he's resetting. Right. He's a professional broadcaster. I know. I know he knows He's the goddamn thing. center square. We're ever so closer to that number one moment as We're we so climb closer? up the official Billboard chart. I'm Shadow Steve. Oh, wow. Number one in England. I thought this was number one for like ever. Collins, a Londoner himself. On his way to number one. Oh, all right. Number three. A groovy kind of a love. I did not remember this at all. Really? No. I, 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 it must have been because we I was in the record store all the time. I saw the title. I was like, what kind of piece of shit oh, is this? Oh, it was this? awful. 
Because this is like the era. You remember where... the video? He had the, like, the projector. Yeah, they, we, they saw it earlier. That's the only reason I know. Oh. He's only been in the countdown for. This is like what he's singing about the homeless, right? That album. number one bound, which makes it a fine, appropriate time to look at the number ones on Billboard. Here we go. Watch this or listen to this. Number one on the album chart is New Jersey by Bon Jovi. Number one on the country chart is Streets of Bakersfield by Dwight Yoakam and Buck Owens. Number one on the dance chart is Big Fun by Inner City. And number one on the black singles chart is My Prerogative. Black single shirt. Yeah, my Prerogative. Sure. Black. Yeah. Not R&B. No. Not what, rap. What would you prefer? R&B. Rhythm and blues. No. I, oh, God. I can't even listen to this. It's so terrible. Don't worry. You're just going to hear the weird... This guy does an amazing job mixing this. He plays three seconds on each end. I love it. Shout out to American Top 40 on YouTube. <laughs> I didn't really do too bad with this, but I didn't get any right. But I like UB40. They're good. It has something in common with the twist. This is why I love America Top 40. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived. The final destination in our adventure number one. It's only the second no timpani? In the number entire history one. of the chart to hit the top 40, fall off the chart, and then later return to the top 40 and go all the way to number one. Is that amazing? That's crazy. The first record to do that was The Twist by Chubby Checker. It first made the top 40 in 1960, fell off the chart, then came back to the top 40 to hit number one in 1962. Wow. And now, After like a, a twist again or something, probably. This amazing feat. Yeah, it might have been the same. It's by an English reggae band, and they first hit the top 40 with it back in 1984. <laughs> It reached I number never knew that. They're number one on the white reggae chart. <laughs> and six weeks ago, it returned to the top 40, and this week, it hits the very top. The there it is, Timpani. number one song in the USA is by UB40, Red Red Wine. Yeah, this song was everywhere. They're fucking good. Are they? I like, I like UB40. I like their hits. Was anyway. this was this the song that was on Sliver as well? What was on no, Sliver? No, no, no. That was I Can't Help Falling in Love. Oh, right. I knew it was another cover. I just couldn't remember which one. <laughs> I don't like that one. I don't like Elvis. Yeah. But well, I like um, like Here I Am, Baby. That's a good song. Wow. I did not realize you went so deep yeah. on Red or You know on that UB. song. I know, but like I never think about it or like it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fact that you just pulled it right I mean, out. You just played you before. It was yeah. on the tip of your tongue now. You're like, oh, well. I like that song. I like, so, I like track five on their third album. <laughs> White reggae. I like reggae. Do you? Yeah, I like Bob Marley. Sure. If I had known that, I would have been doing reggae charts every week. <laughs> I mean, I don't know like real reggae, but okay. I like, like Bob Marley. Yeah, you, you're a white guy, right? Sure. You, you're yeah. like a you're like a uh, uh, what's the fucking Andy Samberg character, <laughs> Ross Trent or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So we got two more categories. Okay. We're, we're going to do, instead of TV show, because it's what you would think is just no fun. Zoll. <laughs> um, we're turning to the morning. We need a sound. We need a sting just every time. Uh, the number one video cassette rental. Oh, that's a good category. So I was doing some research, and there's a newspaper that published all the number one, or the, all the top tens for like everything, like music, TV, rentals, everything. Wow. So it was very interesting. So it's number one rental. So you got to think about now. Yeah. You're you're within a year or so, if not more, because remember, it takes a while for these movies to make it to yeah, tape. Sure. I'm just reminding you. Yeah. yeah I uh, look, Apple Core Music didn't dabble in video. No. Should have. Yeah. Well, it would have been, yeah, you'd still be there behind the, t- behind the <laughs> counter. So number one video cassette rental. Is it, or was it, Dirty Dancing, mm-hmm. Startup with Jane Fonda, Good Morning Vietnam, or Kalinetics? 
Well, I'm trying to remember when Dirty if Dirty Dancing came out in '87. Correct. It did. I'll give you that hint. And this was October '88. If I had to guess, Dirty Dancing, I don't think it was planned to be such a big hit. No, it was a surprise hit for sure. Especially in the theater. But I think it didn't become very popular until it was on HBO. I agree with you. Which was probably even later than the video. Which might drive video cassette rental. Because HBO, you know, you're talking maybe 10% market penetration. Yeah, but Homebox, I, I didn't, didn't the movies on Homebox come out even after the video? Usually, yeah. But I can see with this one that even if the even if the video was already out, then people see it on Homebox. They're like, I want to own this or I want to rent it. Yeah. I don't want to wait around. I mean, every, I don't. I, I don't want to watch it seven times a day. Right. Every woman from forty-five through twenty-five. I would say loves twelve. I like. I've had the time of my life. Yeah, come on. Like every woman loves this movie. Um, that's like you come home, you put that record on, and it's was it R? It should have been. No, there's no way. Vietnam. Good morning, Vietnam was R. Was it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. All right, I'll check. That's um, interesting. I think that factors into it too. Yeah, but remember with the rentals, like you can get your dad to rent it for you. I it's know, not... but it's still not the kids. A lot of kids were renting movies like we did. You know, I don't know. That's Maybe. a good question. I mean, people also rented. Like, remember, people, <laughs> like I had friends, their families would rent like six movies. I'm sure your dad yeah. did at oh, once. Yeah. No, because the video dad had you. You rent three, you get a fourth one free. So you do four for the weekend. Four to the floor. And that's all you did. Yeah. Let's watch movies, guys. Yeah, this is what we're doing. Let's watch The Watcher with Corey Haim. Yeah, and then we put on Old Buttermilk Sky and stare at the wall. <laughs> all right, so... Ooh, video rent is a tough one. And don't I forget, you have two exercise videos No, I know, but that just sounds crazy that that would be... I'll go unless like were people copying videos like your dad back then like those exercise things. Okay, Dirty Dancing, PG thirteen, Good Morning Vietnam, R. Okay, I'll go. Jane Fonda was a B for boner. No, I don't know. I'll go. <laughs> I'll go Dirty Dancing. You're gonna go Dirty Dancing. It's a great guess. It's incorrect. <laughs> okay. It's Good Morning Vietnam. See the. <sighs> I but they were the. It was like Good Morning Vietnam start up with Jane Fonda, Dirty Dancing, and then Kinetics was like whatever. That was like another. I didn't even know what that was. I even, I've never heard of it. It was like one of the. It was another one of the first like workout video series. And people so, were renting this. Yeah, it had been going on since like the early eighties. I know. I know. It's crazy. Let's do it once on the weekend. Return the video. No, you just watch it. You, you yeah. I don't know. I guess like. All right. It, it's a. It made Jane Fonda that, a, a gajillionaire. Yeah, so that was a fascinating category. Yeah, it, we'll come back to it. Don't worry. <laughs> I always try to get to those when we go back in time. Right. Like that far. All right. This one. Blockbusters are abound. Well, yeah, maybe that's strong. <laughs> Number one movie. Okay. Now this is a terrible movie year, if I remember correctly. Correct. Well, you know what? I forgot to put the answer, so I have to go look it up. <laughs> but I'll tell you the cat. I'll tell you the nominees. Okay. Die Hard. All right, one. That's a good movie. All right. Cocktail. A, a terrible movie, but rewatchable. Oh yeah, of course. Again. I've seen it twenty times. Yeah. I mean, it's probably in the rental chart the next next year. Gorillas in the Mist. Yeah. Not the Das Effects album. <laughs> and Heartbreak Hotel. I don't remember that. What was Heartbreak Hotel? Uh, oh, interesting. Okay. I do remember this now, but... It, so we got Die Hard, Gorillas in the Mist. Yeah. Cocktail. cocktail. Heartbreak Hotel. Oh, this is a recent one, not the. See, I, I think Die Hard's another movie that just became monstrous once it hit rentals. 
because they didn't make the sequel to 92. Wolf and his family have a very special guest. I'm saying one night, one night only. And his name happens to be Elvis Presley. Where did he come from? How did he get here, Tony? I brought him here. Tuesday Weld, David Keith, wow. and Charlie Schlatter star in the movie that answers the question... What is a guy like me can learn from a guy like that? Heartbreak Hotel. Sunday on Showtime. That, that's a real movie. If that's number one, I'm going to dive through your window. Um, I can't wait for this. <laughs> uh, I'll go. Gorilla, I'll go. Gorillas in the mist. <laughs> I'll go. Uh, yeah, it's tough. Cause that's the only non-rated R one, unless Heartbreak Hotel was. But uh, I'll go cocktail. Okay, incorrect. <laughs> Die Hard. As always, you picked the lowest-rated movie. So it's Cocktail came in at number eight, Die Hard at number four, mm-hmm. down a spot for number three, Heartbreak Hotel debuting at number three with $2.5 million at the box office, and Gorillas in the yeah. Mist. I was surprised it was that high. Because it it's not rated R. Yeah, I, would, I just, yeah, it didn't, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Stuff like that mattered then. Yeah, you're probably right. Oh, boy. Diane Fossey. Sure. I've never seen that movie. It's good. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Yes. Uh, so fucking, what's her name? Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. And that's... I like gorillas, so, you know. <laughs> Coco. I like Coco. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, we, we talked about the Coco conspiracy theory, right, already? No. So there's like a Coco conspiracy theory that the handler is just made up all of it. I mean, I can see how people would think that. And so there's like, there's like, there are like Coco truthers all over the internet. Which is more? Who cares? It's more believable than nine eleven truthers. I would say that. Yeah. <laughs> Coco can't melt steel beams. <laughs> That's what you think. <laughs> yeah, I, I like Coco too. Yeah, I, I had the book. I had the poster. Sure, that was the poster Coco. I had when I was ten. Was Coco? Yeah. Well. All right. That was August nineteenth, nineteen forty-seven, and October third, nineteen eighty-eight. How did it feel going back to your birthday? Do you remember that birthday? No. Really? Nothing stands out? No. Taco Bell? Are, are you fucking kidding me? No. Are you kidding me? No. I, I don't want to shit on my parents. No, I just... I no, was, it, and I'm not, every, I'm not every, saying that. Every birthday was the exact same in our family for everyone. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I don't think you're shitting it, on them. I think it's just the way things it, work. Yeah, it was... You come over a house, we have whatever food and we have a birthday cake you get yeah. presents and go home yeah you make a cake there was never a brewer skating rink or a burger king or no i had one party right that was it yeah but otherwise it was you know i mean i'm not saying they were bad it was, no, it was, it was just the way it's not like now no. No. No, no no i see why now when i paid for that roller skating party i thought oh now i know why my parents never did this right i and mean yeah, seriously it was, it was yeah, a, you didn't know at the time it was like who cares no but for like if I, I can imagine my parents then spending that kind of money. Right. Like, no. It, no. Not only it was super expensive, but... And you, you didn't appreciate it. No, yeah. It, was, it, was, it sucks. Yeah, that's true. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Glad I could bring you back to a special time in your life. <laughs> As always. As always. Turns out not to be what I thought it was going to be. All right, man. You ready? I am ready. This... I am ready. I was born ready. I was telling Michael last night, like, you got to watch this one. It's crazy. I did not know it was going to be a horror movie. I I thought it was like a thriller, and then it turned out to be much more like a horror movie. Right. It was 80s 
cookie cutter horror movie. Yeah, but for TV, like that's right. the weird part is there's right. really no blood. Like they no, made, no, they no, put no, it. It was no, like nobody gets killed. Really, it, it aired on NBC. Oh, it did. A little, the, the, yeah. There is a little bit. Of I know, blood. but it's like it's minor. It's a little more like horror, like of the they mind. Were, they were definitely trying to capitalize on the horror movement oh, at the time, for sure. It's like a Tales from the Crypt kind of horror, right. where it's like it's scary, it's, but it's, it's very much the. And I wasn't joking. It very much is the Friday the 13th form. No, it is. It's 100%. I yeah. wrote that down. I was like, I can't believe. It feels like a recycled, like they decided not to make this into a movie and then they made it TV. <laughs> right. It, it's great. All right. So <sighs> we open up on an old house. We see a woman in a white dress and heels carrying an overnight bag. She's walking through the woods trying to escape. Uh, she and then she appears to be murdered. Dry- and, it's not, and it's not clear first that she's escaping. No, well, yeah, you kind of guess, but they're not showing is. her face. They're, no, they're, no, no. the camera's only on her shoes. And she looks like Dorothy, correct? From Wizard of Oz. Uh, not, not from she's Golden dragged Girls. away, put in a rowboat. Uh, the murderer almost dumps her in the lake, but then changes his mind. It's kind of a cold open. We don't know what happened. Yeah, but it's very strange too. Like it, it's super spooky. I literally wrote very strange. Yeah, I wrote this is super spooky. Like it was easily. Oh boy. Easily the spooks movie we've done in the first three minutes. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like for sure. compared to like in the dark or uh what's the other one we did? The spooky. Oh, shit, I can't remember. Anyway. I know, right? So now we're in a suburban neighborhood and we get our first glimpse of Valley Harper. Uh she has a very complicated alarm system where you punch a keypad to get in from the outside and then another keypad once you get in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it and, and she says like she oh, oh god, did I write it down? But, shit. While you're thinking of that, yeah, yeah. The, just the they set her up to be very paranoid woman. For somebody that's paranoid, they tr- trounce through the woods in this movie willy nilly. Yeah, like nobody's business. They they go from being scared of everything to scared of nothing. Correct. They move. They're like, well, let's move to the woods, which are <laughs> way, there's nothing. Scary. Which is way creepier than fucking right. living where, in Sherman Oaks where they live. <laughs> like I was like, what is happening? So we yeah we did a 15 year time jump too. Your favorite thing. Wait for, for the cold open. Oh, oh, from the cold open. Yeah, okay. yeah. I think so, from when they moved. I was yeah, like, I don't think so. Because like, there's a guy in a suit, and he like drags her off, and I'm like, oh yeah. It's and very... I keep thinking like, oh, I hope this is McCraney. Like, I was like, please let this be McCraney. Please. I wanted that to be the twist, but. So uh, then we see McCraney. He's <laughs> the first glimpse of McCraney in this movie made me so excited. Okay, so wait, he's... you forgot one thing before this, which it's maybe the craziest thing in the whole movie. She comes home from work, and McCraney <laughs> works from home. He's yeah. like a trader or uh, yeah, something. Was, we're just getting to that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. she, so, but she comes home. We see Val Harper. She, she does all the security system. Sure. Right, walks in the door, and he's there. Let's say, okay, Ken. So I'm going to ask you a question. Okay, you've been at work. Like you've been working a lot lately, right? Yep. Yep. Been at work all day. Yep. Tired. You come in the door um, seven thirty. Sure. What's the first thing you do um, after you arm the security system? <laughs> like you're hungry. Let's say you're hungry. You want to make food. Like do you what do you what do you do do you you order pizza do you you look in the fridge? I would probably look in the fridge. Yeah, you probably look in the fridge. What does Val Harper do? Makes popcorn. Yeah, she comes in and makes popped air popped popcorn. Not even microwave not, popcorn. No, not even Jiffy Pop. No, she comes in and makes popcorn. <laughs> Why, <laughs> honey? I'm starved. Let's make popcorn. Well, what, what are we gonna put on it? Nothing. We're not gonna have protein. No, I. What? <laughs> okay, fine. Maybe I'm crazy, but I, even... I could not believe it. I was like, "Come home first thing. Oh, make some popcorn. The, the most filling meal you can make after a long day of work." So <laughs> she's so, the mines. So we see McCraney. He's on an extra cycle, making stockbroker deals at the same time, multitasking. Very 80s, but also McCraney has to be the least believable stockbroker. 
Like, he just doesn't look like a stockbroker. No. His name is Chuck Yeoman. He's a regular guy. <laughs> Buying stocks from Chuck. <laughs> I will say, Val Harper looked, All right. like, yeah, looked, looked pretty sexy you. there. Yeah, right. I, I saw her come in. I was like, not bad. All right, yeah. yeah for, na- for 1988. Oh, sure. I mean, look. <laughs> yeah, it's on a scale. On that warped, like, funhouse mirror curve. Sure. Right. Harper goes to run a bath, and there's a peeping Tom looking in the bathroom window. McCraney grabs a baseball bat. Okay, did you notice the peeping Tom? It looked like Dr. Evil. Did it really? Yeah, the outline. <laughs> Jesus. Do you want me to pull it up or no? I believe you. I remember it, but I didn't. I, I didn't. laughed so hard. I'm like, holy shit, it's Dr. Evil. Uh, he goes to take a look around. It turns out to be the next door neighbor who locked himself out of the house. I mean, just fucking ring the doorbell. It was so weird. And like, th- yeah, then they're like, so oh. The, the cops show up with helicopters. Yeah, it was like crazy. And then they're like, oh, the cops are quick, but you don't need them. Well, you called them. Like, what do you mean? You don't. Like, okay, because if it had been a real peeping Tom, no one would have showed up. Right, that makes, exactly. the, the logic is insane. So we meet the daughter who was super hot for 1988, I thought. I don't even remember. I'll be honest. I uh, didn't write. I she didn't was know. very didn't, 1988. Well, yeah. There you go. Well, she's from VH's jeans. <laughs> uh, McCraney, McCraney is sipping on a scotch, shirtless, <laughs> reading a magazine. <laughs> what else could be happening? He's a stockbroker. I mean, what else would he do? He just oozes sexuality. He does, You know? He does. Now, how old he is in this? Our age. He's 41. <laughs> it's crazy. I know. You look at him. Like, I think of that all the time. I look at him. I'm like, Jesus, is that what I look like? Yeah. I mean, I'd like to look like him, but he looks old. <laughs> now we uh, cut to the next door neighbor. I thought at first it was the next door neighbor getting buried in the woods. I did too. Yeah. But it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, so somebody's getting buried in a shallow grave by some unknown assailant. Yeah, I wrote, is it Morris, the neighbor? <laughs> Morris. I didn't even know that was yeah. his name. I try, I try to keep track of those things. This was one of my favorite scenes. McCraney on a car phone stuck in traffic yes. in LA. Yeah. Just going crazy. Just losing his mind. <laughs> I just wrote car phone, yes. Uh, we find out. <laughs> all right. So we find out Harper is a real estate agent. They must be banging in it because that was like hot real estate times. Oh, yeah. High-powered right? real estate agent. Like totally. What's crazy, too, is like. She like slips in the like the lake house thing. Like she's like looking through listings for other people and then really working on her own shit. I was kind of annoyed by that. Well, I mean, is that right. what they do? I yeah. guess. All right. I yeah. don't know. You would know. Uh, they decide to go look uh, at a house. Uh, wait, hold on. They decide to look, go look at a house an hour away from. The, Jesus Christ, my writing here. No, she's like, yeah. She basically goes, oh, I found this. She circles the oh, listing. on a far away lake yeah. to get out of the hustle and bustle of L.A. Okay. Yeah, because she's like, oh, it's too dangerous here. So, all right, this is the first lake. What the fuck is going on? These are your two choices: live by the lake or live in Sherman Oaks. Okay, it's so live in Sherman Oaks and make bank, being a real estate agent and a stockbroker. Yeah. Or move to a lake. Val Harper doesn't work, and McCraney makes windsurfing boards. That the reveal of that is insane. When they get there, they're like, I, I, I wrote down before they went there, I go, how are they going to make money? Cut to, I'm going to make windsurfing equipment. First of all, how did he even learn how to do this? You, when? They, they sort of implied that he's handy, but like. Come on. But dude. Because he's like, oh, I'll fix up the house when or whatever. Windsurfing became popular. He was not a young man. Right? I agree. There's no way he could know how to make a proper windsurfing board. fashion a board. And the fucking sail. Right. I agree with you. It's insane that he knows how to do this or that he has two skills, trading stocks and building boards. <laughs> like, I came here to do two things. <laughs> like, it's so crazy that that this is the plan. This is right. The- now, now, my thought is, right? <laughs> I can't wait to hear you justify well, this. If they, the, what they should have done is if they were selling the Sherman Oaks house, 
right? Right. They're going to make a fucking killing, right? Sure. You figure they bought it she in the d- 70s. Although the 70s real estate market in yeah. California was not great. All right. But still. It was a tight market. The real estate in the late 80s was not oh, close to It now, was absurd. But, but it, it was, was close to 2008. It was probably. incredibly absurd, yeah. They could, probably could have made a killing. If they were. And their mortgage is probably bad, like if they high interest rates. Right. They sell that house. They move to the to the lake house, which is, I assume, much cheaper. They probably bought it, and they probably I think saved, they bought it outright. I don't think a they're... lot of money. Yeah, but no, they're renting out the Sherman Oak Sherman Oaks house, which isn't crazy. It's but... not. But how are they paying for this new house? Yeah, though? that's the thing is they don't have enough equity or enough capital to what just go I and buy. Understood was they were pretty rich. Yeah, and they were just moving there because they could afford to do this. They didn't talk about money at all. No. This was more like this is what he was going to do, not that he had to do like, it. Yeah, like this has always been the plan that when they retire, he's going to make windsurfing ports. Yeah, they're going to go to what was it, what was his name? Shit. And she's going to do fucking jack shit. I guess I, the kids are old enough. I don't know. Though they talked about money a little bit. There was a point at which she's like, "Well, we can't just keep moving around. We don't have that kind of money." Because when they talk about leaving the the lake house to go somewhere oh, else, yeah, yeah, but. It, of all the things but they didn't even seem to talk about it why windsurfing <laughs> I don't know. like okay so you go to a lake community which as we learn is full of just hillbillies and right. inbreds so There's it's not, not a lot of tourists yeah it's not like a uh, i don't know it's like, not like gr- lake, lake havasu yeah exactly there's not people showing up who are going to rent like ski news no. or whatever it's just the people who live there right even the summer people there's probably what did 50 you, more people did you catch how much he was going to charge per board no i did oh how much guess I'll get. I'll let you guess within fifty percent. Wow! How much is he going to charge per board? Per board, I'm going to say eight hundred dollars. You're close. Five fifty. Five fifty. Five hundred fifty dollars. And how many of those does he have to sell to make money? A hundred. Like, because what's his? I what's mean, his break even? His break even is probably three hundred. Because the boards are expensive. Well, like the, the, material, the material. Yeah. You're buying a block of whatever it a is. Nylon sail. Fiberglass. And you got to yeah. I. But like, how is that the thing? Like, wh- they could have picked anything. They could have been like, they're going to go and open a B and B, right? Or they're going to open Much more believable a diner. Sure, they're going to they're going to even just do because you know what they're going to sell antiques. What's more of a skill that they both can have? Cooking, yeah, and selling things. She's a fucking salesman. He's a stockbroker. She doesn't even sell them, right? I know this is my <laughs> point. Like, they're not even using their skills. <laughs> I feel we could talk about this the rest of the time. <laughs> I do want to talk it, about it's, it. It's, it's insane. It's so stupid. It just is such a strange it, reveal. It's, it's just I. What I really thought is that Gerald McCraney windsurfs and that he wanted to build this. It's the movie. only explanation. Because Although he we, did not look natural no, out there. We, uh, looked, we do get that scene of him doing it, which was my favorite part. If, of the if you have not watched this already, I cannot recommend enough. There is. I'm gonna dare say three minutes of him windsurfing <laughs> from every angle. Like they cut, like they cut, and you think they're going to another seat. Nope. nope, you're behind him. Cut. You're in front of him. Cut. You're on an angle. Cut. Dutch angle. Just him going in, in circles. Yeah, on a not very windy lake. I have to say, no. It was. It's crazy. Just why that? Like it just makes zero sense. It's almost like they were trying to punk us. They were just like, "What's the stupidest thing we can think of?" Well, they did it. Yeah. He no. He's gonna go to the lake and make swords. Right. It's like it might as well have been. I believe that those hillbillies want swords. He would have sold more. Because they laugh at him. When he says yeah. they're going to make wind, windsurfing boards, they're like, what are you fucking stupid? How many do you think he sold? None. Zero. I didn't see one person with those windsurfing. They, she, you know how he didn't, he didn't sell any? Because she calls the place and there was nobody there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There was a meaningless part of this movie where she calls the windsurfing shop <laughs> no, to get McCraney. Nobody's there. It didn't have anything to do with the story. I 
I think too, like he did one of those things too, where like when you see people at tourist spots who do like use the thing to show you. So he's like out surfing all the time. They're gonna be like, "Where'd you get Whoa. that windsurfing board? Well, oh, that's real them. cool. Oh, you know, there's this great shop around the corner. And then when they go there, he's there. You know, but no one showed any interest. I didn't see one tourist. No one even asked about windsurfing besides the first three minutes no. when they get there. No. <laughs> I, I, why? The guy goes. He goes. What do you get? What are you gonna charge for one of those things? He's like. He's like, I'm going to charge five fifty. I'm like, what? And even the hillbilly is like, huh? Yeah. They're like, no, I can buy a car <laughs> yeah, for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, I might as well get a fucking, I might as well put a down payment on a fucking jet ski. Wow. There's no one on the lake. Aren't they there in winter? I can't even tell. Well, no. I mean, it's in California. I guess it's California. But, but I mean, it probably gets cold no, if you enough. Go, you get out of the city. He had a, he had a fucking wetsuit on. <laughs> Yeah, I, I did think that water had to be freezing. Because remember when he jumps in naked later? How could I forget? Yeah, well, I'm just saying. Like he, He's like, ooh, that's cold. He had no shit. It's a and, fucking lake. And no towel. What is he doing? Dude, he had sweatpants on. How is he getting it back on? I don't know. I, I Every every choice McCraney makes, I love right. it. He, this, is, this could not have been more Mactober if we fucking wrote the movie ourselves. Now, this I wrote down because it's insane, too. Now, McCraney, this is the part we're talking about. McCraney's jogging through the woods and sweating through the back knees of his sweatpants. Have you ever seen that? <laughs> I mean, it's the In 80s. your life. I saw it on one thing, uh, Startup with Jane Fonda. <laughs> That's the only place he was sweating. I the know. The back of his knees. How? How? You're constantly moving. <laughs> I, There's no way the sweat can accumulate. You don't there. know how you thick know those happened? pants are. You know exactly what happened. They're filming this all fucking day, him running around, and he's sitting down yeah. in between takes, and he gets soaked back <laughs> Yeah, there. I think that's right. It's, it's kind of, it's like, it's built up. Right. It's not from him jogging. God damn it. I, I Pay agree. attention. But like, but you're right. They're just willy-nilly running through the woods at a place they've never been. No. How does he know where he's going? <laughs> I wondered that too. Well, we find out later that they don't know where they're they going. They don't. Uh, I'm getting worked up. Again, we have another scene where they move into the lake house. Hire movers. Who's carrying <laughs> shit around? The fucking people. Let the movers I, move your shit. I thought of that immediately. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. What is the point of the scene? Is it to show us they're fucking down to earth? <laughs> I don't get it. All right. Oh. We got to move on. Or, I, 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 we, gotta, we both have a lot. To, well, I have a lot oh, to do today. It, it, well, sure. Well, we got time. We got two hours. I know. I know. So, also, when they buy the house, is it the first time they've been in it? Sight unseen. Yeah, okay. Because I was like, they're walking around, like, checking things out. He, they did, yeah. And they didn't a- look. <laughs> they didn't even ask the kids if they wanted to move. They changed their whole life. They quit their jobs, moved to a lake moved house children. to sell windsurfing boards in a house they'd never been in. In a town they'd never been in. And you're trying to tell me they're good at real estate and stockbroking? That's not a word. Stock brokerage? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that, I assume they are. There's no way that's true. They're dullards. They literally packed up their station wagon and moved. It, and it hired the moving truck, but also moved. I don't know. It was just. I, uh, but I do love they explore the new house, but they don't go in the basement. No. Well, they well did they know that that secret door was? But there? how did they not know? There's a door on the outside, right? No, the A-frame door that the oh the cellar doors that. are yeah, like they, oh. yeah they're hidden. But still, you wouldn't even think to yourself, I'm going to go like clean up the brush or whatever. The thatch, like right, like the 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 idea that they're moving to this house and they're they have a business that's open three hours a day and they don't have time to like look around and clean up the house and find a door. Come on, come out. It, All right, that it's that it was, was crazy. When I figured out they were in that house in the oh, basement, uh, forget it. I, the smell alone, yeah. They're dead. Oh. All right, we'll get there. All right.
So uh, McCraney's jogging through the woods, sweating to the back of his knees. He decides to go for a nice skinny dip in the middle of his run. He goes underwater, pops up, and there's a, it's a dead arm attached to him. That's a, a scene that happened in this Watch movie. Watch where you're swinging a dead arm. <laughs> I know. And it, it comes up, and this is the, okay, so we're it about. It was straight out of Friday the 13th part I would say one. we're about 15 minutes into the movie. Maybe, yeah. And this is the first time you feel like it's a horror movie. Right. Where, like, the arm is, like, draped over. That was actually really well done. It was. It was, because he's like, oh, it's got to be the moss or whatever. Which, yeah. But there was no impetus to jump in that water. How is he getting his sweatpants back on? How? Is he walking home just naked? Yeah, why not? They're in the middle of the fucking woods. Might see a squatch. <laughs> yeah, so, I didn't get that, too. Like, oh, I'm going to be dripping wet. And I'm going to put on my sweatshirt, T-shirt, and sweatpants, like classic 80s gear. Right. You're not no. going to dry off? You know what's the worst thing? Was it cold or hot? We're walking through the fucking woods with wet anything. Or naked. Right. Just getting bitten by shit. Oh, oh God damn it. McCraney should have been covered in bites. That should have been a subplot of this movie. <laughs> so he calls the cops, and when they get there, the arm's gone, and the local cops think he's crazy. They're trying to obviously cover up like that anything is going on in this town. So do you think, okay, so in knowing what we know by the end of the movie, right. do you think that the actual sheriff knew, or do you think he was just like, I don't want to deal with it? Um, I think they were trying to just sweep it under the rug. Okay, because we know the deputy knows, Correct. obviously, later. But no, I think he, he I thought just, it was so strange that that... The, the main sheriff was just like, uh... They made it seem like he was, it was a one-horse town. Like, he didn't want to deal with this murder <laughs> or whatever, missing people. Yeah, I guess that's true. But it is funny later when they're like, oh, we've had a lot of people go missing. It's like, what? Yeah. How many people live in that town? Uh, 10,000? Maybe? No. I would say 30. All right. So, like, yeah, like, so half the population goes missing. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying no joke. There's 100 people live on that lake. It, it, there can't be more than that. I didn't see one other house. Like, when they, no. when they run around and drive? No. When he's windsurfing, you don't yes. even see like docks. No, there's, nothing. there's no docks on the no. water. Uh, so uh, one of the, the the younger deputy tells them about a woman that's disappeared. There's a series of murders in the area where the bodies were mutilated, and they're just like, "Huh? Yeah, like no research. They, they did no research when they moved. Right? And why then, did we get this house? So but cheap? also, you, to their credit, they're like, "Well, we just told you we found a dead body. You told us we were insane, and now you're telling us bodies have gone missing. Right? So, right? We're not insane. So." Then here we go. You know, you know what part was good was when they go back to the house and then they see the stick that looked like an arm. Yeah, that was cool. Har- Harp doesn't even say anything to him. Yeah, but it's just implied. She's yeah, like, yeah, is that? What you-? And he's just like he like huffs away. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like she's like, are you? Fu- yeah. Th- that's what I mean. Like they had a lot of raw material here. Yeah, because they're good actors, and it was actually spooky. It's it just, was. There was just no logic to it at all. It really was like a Friday Thirteenth. You're like, how is this even possible? So Harper goes into town, start like exploring, and uh, so we meet the sassy blonde at the diner who I thought was going to play a big role. She was yeah, great. Yeah, she was a, a you know you know how I love a sassy best friend. In these. Sure, she was fantastic. So we find out that the people who they bought the house from were only summer folk. So she was. So well, they were hardly there. Right. Well, this is what I'm saying. Like, what I love about that character, too, is she comes in for one scene, explains everything about the town, and right. never comes back. She's Correct. total exposition. Right. Yeah. So we see uh, McCraney building a windboard. Here we go. This the, is. The, the locals don't like that McCraney is spreading rumors about dead bodies. All of a sudden, seeing they're eating fish and chips with fish caught from the lake. That was insane. Yeah. No. That. No. You can't do that. Well, aren't they in, like about to eat it? And they go, oh, there's like, remember, they're like holding it. And then the guy says like, oh, there's like lots of dead bodies in that water or whatever. Yeah, and the fish are eating. Right. And the guy goes, and they look at their food. And they're like, well, all right, we're going to eat it anyway. Would you? All right. Now, you're at a, well, a, any lake ever. Really? A- ever. So like Skyline Lake. Correct. Okay. And you go to the, to the fucking beach shack for fish and chips. And they're like, oh, these are made from fish caught in this lake. 
I mean, fried fish is pretty safe. I guess, but I... But if I knew there were dead bodies in the water, <laughs> like if someone said, like, there's been, like, five murders and there's bodies, like, I think I would be more reluctant. Uh, it just sounds disgusting. No, right? I agree. Like, but I also feel like you... And I've eaten fish that I've cooked myself from the lake. No, I know. I know. But, I know. I know you're not against that. It's yeah. the... It's, but also, if you move to that town, I guess you kind of got to just lean in. Like you just got to go, all right, this is what we're doing. And this, there's no way the guy making that is catching enough fish to do that. No, that, that's what I'd be worried about. fish were in that basket? Yeah, there it was, was like 10 fish in no there. No one makes money. It was $3 for like, it was like chicken tenders. There was like 14 stacked on top of each other. It was insane. It was so much. <laughs> so just for anybody who doesn't want to watch the movie but wants to see windsurfing, it's approximately 16 minutes in. You we, have to. We get the scene. He's making a windsurfing board, and then he goes out on and the this water. Is, this is on Amazon Prime, too, if you have Amazon Prime. Oh, it, it was... For free. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you pay for it. But, right, but it, it's it's easily... Yeah, actually, that was one of the complaints I heard was we don't say where to get the movie. So get the movie on Amazon Prime. Yep. We keep forgetting. Most, well, most of the time, guys, we can find it on YouTube. Yeah, we just forget to say And when beginning. we don't, we usually tell you we pay for it. Yeah, but. I'll try to put it in the trailers from now on, too, where, yeah. where it's available. Who complained about that? Michael. <laughs> He was like, I need to know where the movies are. All right, just fair no, enough. it was fair a, it was a legit critique. Um, so he goes. So this is the moment where we find out he's he's making these windsurfing boards. He's going to test out this new board. And it, I wrote down: Is this the Footloose Town except for for windsurfing? Meaning, in the Footloose Town, there's no dancing; it's outlawed. Correct. They acted like they outlawed windsurfing. He gets off the water, and they're like, "What are you doing out there? How does that work?" Yeah, they literally say, "How does that work?" And they live on a lake. <laughs> Which means they know how sailboats work. Right. It's the same exact thing. Or or how boats work. Like how does that work? There's no. no engine. Didn't he say that? He goes, Is there an engine on the bottom? I swear to God, he says, Is there an engine on the bottom? And, I, and is there an engine on the bottom? Why build a sail then, you fucking dimwit? Like they just made the hillbillies so dumb that oh, I could great. not like. I love that the sail was clear. Did you know? Yeah, it was, yeah, like, I did. Clear, like, yeah, a, yeah. like a like a uh, shower curtain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe he probably made it out of old shower curtains. He probably did. Who knows? He's only charging five fifty. Yeah. Goes down to like, the Nissan Sentra for that. Goes down to the goes down to the five and dime and get some shower curtains. Jesus. Does anyone work in this town? No. Every scene is just people wandering in and out. <laughs> like they go, they show up at their own house, McCraney and Harper, and there's people just hanging out. Yeah. They show up at their job. People just hanging out. They drive around town. People's hanging out. Waiting <laughs> for the bus. People hanging out. They run through the woods. People are hanging out. <laughs> drag drag King Pee Wee Herman. Dead. dead. So, uh, speaking of people hanging out in the woods. We are they, 17 minutes into this movie. McCraney and Harper running through the woods. A local confronts them with a rifle and chases them away. So, the daughter meets a friend. And they're reading by a campfire. We see a man with a knife coming towards them. It ends up being the brother was playing a prank on them. Fine. Was he? Was it a prank? Yeah. He fires a gun at him. No, he doesn't. Not at that scene. Oh, was it later? Okay. Yeah. Okay, I thought it was that scene. Uh, now we see McCraney reading the paper in bathrobe in bed. That was very odd. <laughs> uh, the crazy neighbor from the woods is skulking around their house. Uh, we cut to another scene. They become friends with the um, the sheriff's father with the glasses. Oh, yeah, Barry Corbin. Barry Corbin. The deputy's the deputy father. Telling them about his dead wife. Uh <laughs> Start to get a little uh Yeah, but you get like the, but you him. get the thing of like Harper's like this is like her her scenes where she's like, Oh, I feel for this guy, he's lonely, right, he misses correct. his wife. He's really like but he has his son, which is I thought it was strange. And I thought um that the deputy was kinda into Val. 
Like there's a scene Hell where he's yeah, like kind of really like pouring yeah, he it on. Has something for her. Yeah, and it, I couldn't tell if it was like, oh, I want to get close to her because she's gonna figure it out because we don't know that yet, or he's trying to get close to her. Like I think he's trying to protect her. Oh, baby, yeah, because it's like his mom, right? Oh, okay. See, I didn't. Yeah, I guess I didn't think of that because I didn't know the twist yet. There's so much jogging in this movie. Yeah, it's the 80s. There's so much jogging. They jog through the woods constantly. Wandering and jogging. That should have been the name of this movie. So, Wandering, windsurfing, and jogging. So fucking McCraney wants to take Harp to PT right in the fucking woods. Yeah. I loved it. I thought, I was like, this makes more sense How to me. How you get ticks? Yeah, but like, again, if you're going to be in the woods, you're going to do this. You know what I mean? You're going to buy this house. You're going to fuck in the woods. Well, as, as he's about to drop dong, Harper sees the the dead body we see being buried in a shallow grave right in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Right. Uh, McCraney calls the cops again, files another police report. <laughs> they're the only people finding dead bodies in this town. <laughs> well, no, they're the only ones. We know other people are finding it, but they know why it's there, I think. I think right. they're all keeping the yeah, secret. Yeah, it could be. McCra- wait, wait, do we get to the scene where they show up at their own house and the maniac has the dead fish? He has flowers and dead fish. Dead fish. Yeah, he shows up. He has a thing of flowers and a, like a rack of fish. Oh, yeah. I think that's where like the, he we first meet him. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, the, we first meet Barry Corbin. He's delivering flowers and like a fucking rack of dead fish. Yeah. What else would you do at a? No, lake? obviously. <laughs> Here's some trout. I'm your neighbor. Hello. <laughs> yeah, like, that's exactly what. Yeah. It's very southern, even though they're in California. And we forgot that the teenagers are taking a psychology class. Uh, yeah. That's going to come back in later. Cool. <laughs> Uh, Mc, uh, McCraney Harp trying to uh, figure out how to move <laughs> with all these murders going around. So the son makes friends with the crazy neighbor that's skulking around in the yeah, woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who ends up, he lives there. But he's the guy with the gun, right? Correct. Yeah, so are we to that scene yet? Where they're jogging through the woods and he just starts shooting at them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's where they he scares, tries to scare them away to protect okay. them. Yeah, yeah, We yeah. don't know that. Right, but it's like, again, they're just jogging through the woods. How we know they don't know where they're going. Is right. They're just jumping in. <laughs> yeah. Scott, and the guy's like, I'll give you 10, You're on my property. 10 seconds of run away. Uh, the neighbor is trying to catch who the murderer is. That's what he's trying to right. do. Right, which we don't know, but he tells the son. He becomes friends with the son. Right, of course. <sighs> so, you know what's, what I loved about this? It's like, all of a sudden, they're trimming the Christmas tree. Yeah. They forget about everything. Yeah. They just forget that, it, that anything happened. This is the, this is the TAT movie. <laughs> right. Where you go to a house, everything is wrong. Every possible thing that could go wrong. Annalise is, Vellum? Yeah. Anna, AV is just like, I'm going to stay. You know, I know there's weird voices and ghosts and people falling off cliffs. Go I'm going to stay. Talk about ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's insane. Why not just leave? Just fucking go. Just go. So now it's Christmas time. Everybody, like I said, is forgotten except for Harp. Harp's found out. She's trying to solve this murder like garage sale mysteries now. Yeah. Well, because she doesn't have a job. She's like, I right. stopped selling houses. Yeah. I'm gonna. Did you notice too that the the creepy guy who's friends with the son, he's got a hook hand. Oh yeah, I did notice that. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. I didn't notice it till like yeah. way into the movie. Yeah, I don't so, know why. Yeah, me neither. Um, so as they're sleeping, they hear someone moving about the house. Her t- turns out to be the son trying to escape to go patrol the, the, the woods with the crazy neighbor. Harper and the kids get home from shopping. Shopping appears that someone's been in the house while the creeper neighbor breaks into the basement door well we i we it's made to believe that it's him but yeah we're not sure well it is him yeah he yeah. does break in actually. oh right right, right. right. okay uh <laughs> so and that's the end of that scene like they don't the i mean it's a setup but you don't know i that. know there's so many scenes like that they're like oh all right well let's make some fucking jam forget about all these murders so this is when they turn it up a notch next day the, at breakfast or a couple days later 
The son goes to open the pantry door, and the creeper neighbor just spills out with his neck slit. Yeah. I was like, whoa. That was awesome. That was actually the, maybe the, the coolest thing in the whole movie. And like the family, there's no reaction from them. Yeah. They don't even think it's weird. They're just like going through the motions with they, the cops. They gotten used to living in this place where people just die. Unbelievable. It was weird though, right? Like he opens it up and it's like a real horror movie yeah, moment. He just, yeah, he just like spills It was out. really good. It was good. It was yeah, well I wrote that was fucking awesome. Yeah. So uh, now we have a scene of a mysterious figure breaking into the house through the secret passage through to their house. Yep. It's a neighbor. Uh, it's the Barry Corbin. So they reveal it now. An hour in, they yeah. reveal it to reveal him. who the murderer is. Rather than him. later. So we can have this like crazy chase yeah. like we had with the Tory Spelling in the lake. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, he has a all right, so in the basement of their house, he has it's full of all the people that he's killed. Yeah. Just he's having mummified. Like t- mummified. He's, having like, mummified. he's having like a dead. tea party down there. Dead. <laughs> with the woman from the beginning with the white stockings and the red shoes yeah. in the coffin turns out to be his wife. Yeah. Okay, and but it was never clear why he killed her in the first place. Well, I I, I kind of remember a part he's talking to the son that she was always like nagging and stuff, kind of pushing. But then, him. but then he's like, he's like, mother needs friends, and he's like, you know what I mean? Like he's doing all this stuff for her, and he says at some point, "For Mama, we'll kill them all." What? <laughs> yeah. Also, windsurfing never comes back. Nope. Like I thought, never for comes sh- into play. I thought for sure the end of the movie. That's how they escape. Yeah, they were all gonna get on a windsurf board together and, and sail <laughs> across no the way. lake. They're just standing there. <laughs> yeah, but like, wouldn't that have been? If you're gonna make him windsurf, you have to make it come back. Or like, he kills him with the windsurfing board. Yeah, like he just surfs right into his head. <laughs> or he's got like a bow and arrow and he's on it. Like, why not make that the ending? That would have been much better. I know. Well, I don't know if it would have been better. I mean, this ending. the ending is great. <laughs> but like, if you're going to go like make the absurd choice to make him windsurf, make him windsurf some, for some I reason. I swear to God, we have to look at the IMDb trivia to see if he was really into windsurfing. It didn't say anything because I looked right. already because I was curious too. So the reason why he's keeping, the reason why he wants Val Harper and McCraney gone <laughs> is because he doesn't want them in the house because he can't go there that much because all his bodies are there. Right. He was happy when it was a summertime rental. So, exactly. So the killer plans on killing the son and the daughter, so his wife has even more company. So they decide to move back to L.A. finally. I mean, what does it take for these people to move, leave yeah. this house? Yeah, it was absurd. So the next day, Harper is looking for Barry Corbin because she noticed he had some uh, the same banister in one of his pictures as her house. Yeah, she starts to put together the pieces. Correct. She breaks into his house and finds a picture and matches the banister. As she's snooping around, he comes in and catches her there. Now he knows that she knows and yeah. he wants to kill her. And yeah, and there's this whole, like, that sequence is so long. Oh, it's, like, it's forever. She's like, I needed a drink of water. And he's like, well, why don't you get a glass of water? She's like, oh, I was so thirsty. I drank out of the tap. Yeah. What? Who does that? Like, come, at a Animal. stranger's house? No. And then Johnny shows up, too. The, the, yeah, the, the son. Yeah. It's, so the son of the murder parent. And he's the, trying to protect her still. You can see he's like, oh, don't correct. worry, Dad. It's okay. So he knows he knows about all his father's doings. Uh, he's trying to get his son become become get into the murdering business. Yeah, uh, and he wants to carry out his legacy after he's got. I don't know what his legacy is, but I'm murdering. I guess it's not windsurfing. So he sends the son to go kill Harp. But in that scene where he's talking to the son, it almost looks like he's going to kiss him on the mouth. Like he brings him in real close, and he's like staring in his eyes. It's like you know, he says like you're going to continue my legacy. He's like. It's so funny. <laughs> the son was bad actor. Yeah, I actually I thought he was good. Really? Here's why. I didn't know he was in on it until that moment. All right. I, I was like, he he played, 
He was playing a stupid person. So right. I think that's why he yeah, seemed bad because he true. was just dumb. He was like a classic handsome, like dumb sheriff guy. Right. So when he turns to be bad, it's real. It's believable. It, it was funny when uh, it almost was a comedy when Harper sees him coming and he like goes to choke her and she like grabs his hand and like puts him <laughs> around his around her. Yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, that like, was awesome. That was funny. Um, he hugs her instead of killing her. Kills her. This is my. This is why I wrote it down. She calls Wind Sharp to get Wind Sharp to get McCraney, but he's not there. Yeah, where is why he? Why did they show that scene? I don't know. I don't know. If he would have been somewhere doing right. something, if they cut to him like jerking off yeah. or something running through the woods yeah yeah that's true in the lake so now it picks up and the, the, it's a race to the finish in this movie yeah as always the last 15 minutes they gotta jam in everything right. so now the father and son are going to kill the whole family with a matching hatchet set which <laughs> when they revealed that i thought it was like a bocce ball set it was a, i know it did look like that they like pull it out like no retreat no surrender so while harper is inspecting this so there was like a home sweet home picture they found from the original people. Yeah, because he it, it was he, missing. Well, yeah, because like uh, Corbin shows Val Harper when he she's over. He's like, oh, here, let me show you pictures of my kids and like, my son right. and my wife. And she notices the the all the similarities. Starts to figure out. Right. Yeah. So that was pretty good. That was yeah. garage sale mystery. So style. she finds uh, a secret passageway while she's looking for the picture, and it goes down to the stairs of their basement. She finds all the dead bodies. Yeah, she has and to. I, it's, she has to like, like move a piece of furniture, right? Which yeah. maybe was there when they moved in. I don't know. Is that I don't part think of it? So it was okay. like she had. A, there was like a little switch or something. Yeah, yeah. It was like a secret but door. The, but, but the thing was like, the bother me was he, he wasn't even trying to cover up the smell that would have been down there. Yeah, I. It, they made it seem because the door was sealed. It was sealed. Yeah, but it wasn't. It was no, just a door. It was, right. <sighs> I would love the scene that him down there like spraying perfume right. or something like that. Been or great. like in seven having all the air fresheners. Yeah, or like the people upstairs go. You know, it really smells like. Yeah, like, it's stink- it's yeah, it smells like dead fish in or here. like maple or whatever like some weird like flavor that would make sense or smell that would make sense in that context um yeah and also how long did it take her to realize that room was full of dead bodies she's like looking around like this i wrote down like how it, it was like 30 seconds where she immediately looked immediately you would like, have right. like, oh well, that's, that's weird the ceiling is kind of like there's a lot of cobwebs and oh my god there's 15 right. skeletons <laughs> crazy it was insane <laughs> so has mccready he has not been in this movie for a half an hour at this point yeah it's all it's been he's missing <laughs> it's filming major dad or hopeless christmas yeah he probably is actually it's 88 and he's building windsurf boards oh my god harper goes to call the cops someone's cut the phone line the the murdering father and son do are sneaking up on the house mccready finally gets home and harper tells him uh, who the murderer is they go to leave the house and find all well, yeah, the tires the ki- have been slashed. Yeah, the kids get home and she's like, shut the door, lock the door. Right. And then McCraney shows up. They think it's the killers, but it's McCraney. Right. The son goes after the family with a hatchet, throws it at the door, <laughs> it sticks in the door. That was a great throw. It was. For like, as we learned, it's hard to do. Yeah, it, it was like the first time. I, I was like very impressed with all the all the throwing in this movie. <laughs> My favorite one <laughs> yeah. has not come up yet. I know. And that was the first time. Um, the family goes to escape out the secret passway, but is cut off at the pass by the father. Now they're trapped. But like, what I love about shutting the door and locking is like, you don't think this guy can break a window? Like, you could have just come through the window. Right, like, exactly. It was so insane. So now I don't know. Somehow a fire is starting in the living room. McCrane and his family are trying to sneak out the front door, and they but, don't just run to the car. Well, the car, the tires are slashed. Oh, okay. I guess mis- the I family's that. on the run through the woods as the murdering pair follows them. McCrane's leg is cut open, but he's trying to keep up with everyone else. Yeah. So he's like limping, and he's like, just go, leave me behind. Right. But the, 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 what they do in the woods makes no sense. Oh, well, well, earlier in the movie, the son and the crazy neighbor build like these traps, like, yeah, like in Rambo, like, like the Ewoks. Picks, right. Yeah. 
So that's their plan. That the son points out a trap he's made in the, uh, with the this, with the crazy neighbor. It's basically a hole in the ground covered with pine brush. Yeah. So the idiot murdering son, of course, falls right through it. But immediately. Like, but like, with they're like, we're gonna lure him into it. Right. They're gonna with, with McCraney like with his beam. leg, and he he's a hundred yards away from the trap. He right. like limps across a field. Like he could have easily been caught before the guy got to the trap. Sure. It made no sense. It was stupid. He should have been like three feet away, not a hundred feet. So he's like, <laughs> he's like just dragging his dead leg around trying to get there and i'm like he's gonna catch him like what what kind of trap is this This is the worst trap (laughs) it's our trap you put you put the fucking cheese in the middle of the trap you don't put it a hundred yards away and then drag (laughs) it into the trap uh mccraney finds a murdering father and wants to take him on one one on one uh (laughs) mono we mono so McCraney has a spear and murdering father i don't know where he got a spear from okay there's yeah we need to there's two spears yeah where did he get a spear Maybe it came with the hatchet set. And it's not even like a spear gun spear. No. It's a fucking spear. Yeah, he made it out of wood. Like, he, he whittled it. Right. I, Holy shit. I don't know. The fu- So I guess if you're a murderer. No, but McCraney had it. Oh, he had one too? Yeah, McCraney had his own spear. Oh, that's spear. right. Because maybe... So are we supposed to believe they're being chased through the woods? They catch the Johnny in the net. Right. And then while in their downtime, they're whittling a spear? He has a spear. Yeah. Did he make it then, though? I guess is what I'm saying. I don't think so. Well, he wasn't running with it. Oh, you know what it is? It's the fucking neighbor. The neighbor and the kid oh, left yeah, him yeah, in the yeah, woods. There we go. Okay. So he th- fucking throws a dart. It, the thr- like, Fantastic. Like Lamar Luttrell. <laughs> he just misses the neighbor. The way it sticks in the tree, it just goes. I was just like, I I just screamed it. Yes. I know. It was so it good. Happened. I was like, he just. He, he reared fucking up. wails it at him. It was like Dan versus Dave. It was just like he <laughs> fucking whipped it at him perfectly. And it, what I did like with the movie, he missed. He missed. I know. Because like you expect it to go right in his forehead or something. But right. It, it didn't. No. No. Oh, my God. This is where I thought windsurfing was going to come into it. I thought nope. they were going to make it to the lake and then it surf away. It doesn't. Because like, what was their plan otherwise? I don't know. So the murder, uh, the murderer father chases him down to the burning house. Just as he's, just as he's going to to kill McCraney, Harper buries a hatchet right in his back. Perfect throw. Yeah. Just I thought it was a spear. I was hoping. I thought was, did she throw no, a spear? It was a hatchet. It was a hatchet? Yeah. God damn it! But she throws it from fifty yards. yards. <laughs> it was so far away. Like John Elway threw it. <laughs> It's like a Nerf turbo right to the back. She throws it so perfectly, and he takes so long to fall down, though. It's the most dramatic, like... Oh, it was great. (laughs) So he falls in the lake and dies. Again, if you're only going to watch two parts of this movie, watch McCready Winters and Val Harper throwing a fucking hatchet for 100 yards. The sun emerges from the woods, and the cops uh, finally show up to arrest him, the the crazy sun. Now, the end of this movie is... I just wrote, the end of this movie is a whirlwind. It's so weird. So the next day, the families walk around the burned-down house. The last scene is them just hang out in the back as a family. Now the kids just want to stay there. Everybody wants to stay all of a sudden. Well, the kids are like, it's really fun here. Yeah. You're running through the woods away from murderers. Yeah, you know why? Because you're not fucking slaving away making windsurf boards all day to feed your family. They said, now the kids want to stay because it never gets boring. They talk about it for like... It's the last five minutes of the movie. It's just a conversation with the family. And they're just sitting there discussing whether they should stay or leave. I hate it. I hate it. I mean, it was insane, that part. And that brings us to the end of the people who crossed the lake. No, you forgot one part. What? I don't the, remember. So she, so she throws the hatchet. Yeah. And he falls into the water. Into right. Like, into like a shallow part of the lake. Yeah. Like, and they cut away. We never see him die. They kind of imply that he All lives. Right. 
Like oh. they set up a sequel. They basically said like it's kind of like Jason. Like right. you think he's dead, but he's not dead. <laughs> so the way they shoot it, you see him kind of rustle like he's still alive. He's still out there. Because I think the very last scene is they show the lake again. And you're supposed to think like he's in the la- like he's still alive. Like Friday the 13th. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm dead serious. I think they set up a sequel. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that was a good one. That was good. It's great. So Dr. Mudd. Oh. On a scale of one to five mac lanterns <laughs> I thought for sure it was going to be hatchets or spears. <laughs> what, what do you give this I, one? Yeah, it's obvious. It's a five. Oh, this is a five. <laughs> this is quintessential. This is, if not the best one we've done. It's right in the top two or three. It's the one that made me the happiest. It, it just, it delivered on everything I like. Yeah. Weird nostalgia, stupid plot devices. Stupid job. Great acting in a terrible movie. Yeah, just absurd choices for jobs. Real estate agent, as always, has to be a job. That yeah. or architect. Yep. It's just... And and they had all good actors. Like, Barry Corbin's sure. good. VH is good. It McCraney's was awesome. good. I loved it. If you're going to watch one of these movies, yeah. it, it's like... I would say, like, Mother May Sleep with Danger. Yeah, uh, nonstop action. This one. Rides and Attractions. Hobo's Christmas. Like, yeah, those, those are the three. Yeah, and there's a common denominator there. Yeah, it's true. The Mac Man, Major Dad. <laughs> Mac the Knife. Simon, one half of Simon and Simon. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I loved it. What about you? Five? Oh, five. Five, yeah. Five. Yeah, it's... I want to watch it again. Yeah. I'm going to watch it every Halloween. I think that's our new tradition. We'll, we'll rewatch it every year for Hall- for Mactober. We'll rewatch this. It's so good. I, oh I, I was so pleased. Even just 10 minutes in, I'm like, oh, this is it. Oh, it's great. Like they're, they're killing it. The amount of time he's shirtless, running. Yeah. Oozing sexuality. He really was. Like, you get why he's a sex symbol. Is he a sex symbol? I'm not really sure. I hope so. Oh, I fucking love it. All right. Movie. What else All you right. got for us? Oh, yeah. All right, Kenny. It's time to get into some celebrity net worth. Yes. Got a couple of categories here. Okay. Hang on the plane to Shaolin Land. Yeah. Check this old fly shit out. Word up. Cash take you on the Cream, get the money. Here we go. Dollar, dollar, Check bill, this Indeed, in this movie, staying alive was no job. <laughs> live by the live by the sword. All right. So our first category: famous windsurfers. <laughs> are there any? Yeah, mm-hmm. turns out there are. I typed into Google "famous windsurfers." Mm-hmm. I got a long list. A lot of a lot of foreigners. I was I was a little surprised by that. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I didn't know what to expect. Hmm. What countries? Uh, like the Netherlands and or cold? Yeah, I look. I don't know. Uh, there was at least one a Spanish guy. There was a there, so we have a American, uh, a Dutch, a Spanish guy, and an Italian guy. Okay, wide array. Right, yeah. wide array. It was all men. I don't know. I didn't put in either way. So I sure. don't know. Maybe there's a women's windsurfing circuit. I don't know. <laughs> all right, so give me four names. Would you put them in order? Bjorn Dunkerbeck. Which where where is he from? He's the Netherlands. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Robbie Nash, N A I S H. He's USA. Goyito Estrado and Pascal Faril. I'll go. <laughs> so it's really about what countries do you think would be good at right, exactly. surfing? Um I'll go Nash. Okay. Bjorn. Faral Estrado. Is that top to B or B to T? T to B. T to B. So Nash, Dunkerbeck, Farrell Estrada. 
Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. So coming in at number one. No, we'll go for the bottom. Coming at the bottom. Pascal for real. Okay. Do you want to guess his number? Oh, God. <sighs> I mean, this could be anything. It'll <laughs> give us a range once you, once you get in there. I'll go a million. All right. Not a bad guess. 300,000. Okay. He's the, he's the, the big. Bottom. Okay. Number three, Robbie Nash. Okay. What do you want to guess for him? 500,000. 1.4. Wow. Yeah. It's going to get real interesting real quick. Number two, Goyito Estrado. Okay. 2.5. Almost there. 5 million. Holy shit. For windsurfing? <laughs> I'm just telling you. The, the, look, as always, the numbers are not verified by Ernst & Young <laughs> or KPMG. Um, so Bjorn. So Bjorn Dunkerbeck, number one windsurfer. 10 million. Good guess. Seventeen million dollars. That's that's crazy. I don't know if that's if that's a Jamiroquai situation or not, but it's very close. Uh, that's I would have never in a million years guessed that much. You so would you call this a virtual insanity situation or no? Yes. Yeah, you do. Absolutely. Right. If you say so. No, it is. I'm not. I'm not angry about it. I guess. So yeah. maybe not. That's fair. But if you want to play this song, you I can. do. Bjorn Dunkerbeck, you're now in a very elite club. Oh, apparently this has a long open. Why wouldn't it? Yeah. There are the chords. Feel it. So, Bjorn Dunkerbeck, send your address in. I will send you a very large hat. <laughs> and a treadmill. Yeah, I hope he's a listener. Wow. Jameer quiet. Hmm. I wish. I know. Sad as it is. All right, Ken. We're going to quickly play your favorite game. I'm going to play a celebrity hike game. Okay. Hey, this is radio station WSKE. And we're going to play it with two gentlemen who starred together for many years on Simon and Simon. So we have our boy. Your boy, Gerald McCraney, and his co-star, Jameson Parker. I, can, can you get a picture of him? I forgot. Yeah, sure. Like. Sure. Hold on. I, want, I don't want his Nothing height. with scale. Yeah, I don't want his height to come up. Okay. All you right. know, kind yeah. of a, you know, relatively 80s attractive. Like, sure. he's got the very classic 80s haircut. Yep. Feathered sort of hair. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Yeah, you can sort of see in these other lower ones too, sort of his the variety of looks he provides. Right. He's, he's kind of beefy there. <laughs> beefy. Okay. All right. Is that it? Those two. Those two. Simon and oh, Simon. Okay. That's all we're doing. I'll go. It's, it's a quick detour. Six foot one for G Mac. Okay. Five ten for J Park. Uh, first time ever nailed both of them yes. right on. Six one five ten. <laughs> Unfucking believable. I cannot make money off of this. Uh, I, yeah. No. It's. It's impressive. I would never. I don't know how you knew. I don't know. I don't know how you knew. <laughs> I, I'm I'm shocked. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm I'm shocked. Well, well done. Thank you. All right. All right. So we'll get back into celebrity net worth. So Barry Corbin was on a show called Northern Exposure. Yes. So we're gonna do Northern Exposure okay. Division. Ooh, this is gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. So we have Barry Corbin, obviously. Okay. So you know, the the evil killer. And people across the lake. Janine Turner, who was the female the lead. The brunette, the short Yeah. Head. So kind of a Dana Delaney type. 
Um, she was in some others. She was in Jag. She was the other woman in Jag. Okay. With David, uh, what's his name? David James Elliott. <laughs> she starred opposite David James Elliott again in Jag. What an awful show. J- Judge Advocate General. Did you know that off the top of your head? Yeah, of course. Jesus Christ. I've never seen one episode, but I know. Another nominee for Loser. Yeah, that's true. That one goes in. That <laughs> goes in the hopper. Rob Morrow. Who's the main guy? He's in a million, yep. you know, he's in a, he plays the uh, ter- terrible Boston accent in Quiz Show. Maybe ruins that movie, I would even say. <laughs> it's a great movie that he's kind of hurting. And John Corbett. So, you know. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Does a lot of voiceover. He was in Sex, Sex in the, the City. City. Probably had his own show at some uh, point. My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Oh, yeah, that was big. With Nia Vardalos. <laughs> writer, director. You're exhausting me today. I know. You're right, all those meds. Can you imagine how many people had to change their underwear after this episode? Just hearing all this knowledge. Men and women, I might add. All right. Um, all right. This is a good one. Yeah. It, it was a fun one, actually. So my ranking Yeah, uh, yeah. First? B to T. B to two? Yeah. All right. I'll go Turner. <laughs> okay. Morrow. Okay. Corbin. Interesting. Corbett. Okay. We got one correct. Janine Turner. What do you think she's worth? At the bottom. 800K. Wow. Oofa. That seems... I don't know anything else she's in. She's a fucking jag. It's a long-running show. All right. On USA. No, it was on CBS. Oh. That show was on for 20 All years. Right. All right. I thought it was on USA. Okay. It so was redo. later on USA. I'll do uh, 3 million. I was like, you're going to say the answer. It's 4 million. And that really is the difference... Between I thought it was on USA and CBS. Yeah, I know. That's why I. That's why I was like, "There's but a no three million, three million. Uh, oh, the resids on there. Yeah, yeah. Just the dif- difference no. in pay. Yeah, network versus USA. All right, so she's four. So Corbin is, is tied at four million. Oh, okay. So okay. Next up, John Corbett. Number two. What do you think he's worth? Okay. Um. Wow. I'm I'm expecting a pretty big jump. I'll say eight. Ooh, good guess. 9.5. A rare 0.5. Celebrity Network doesn't like to do points, which means he might have put that number in himself because it seems accurate. (laughs) All right, Corb. uh, So So Rob Morrow. Wow, really? I think he he was a producer. I think he was a star of that show and probably made some money on movies. And he might have been in like something we don't even know. True. I'll go 11. Oh, great guess. Not $10 million. All right. So it's close. Yeah. I would have thought Corbett too when I when yeah, I initially just looked. Just from my big fight, and they have a sequel. I was surprised Corbin was at four though, like Barry Corbin. Like, yeah, he's well, a he's lot older. of stuff. He's he might get he's Mike the the what's his Ed name? Asner yeah, fact. Ed Asner. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And he was on a uh, picket fences. Like he was on a lot of yeah, shows. I would but... thought he would be worth more. All right, final category. All right, famous Geralds. <laughs> okay, not Jerry's. Geralds. Geralds. These are all only one of these people I would say safely could be called a Jerry. Okay. So I, I didn't want to muddy the waters. Yeah. It's obviously G-Mac. Sure. The brother of the human highlight reel. Gerald Wilkins. Gerald Wilkins. Okay. Former congressman and president, Gerald Ford. Sure. Musician and singer, Gerald Levert. Who's, I don't know who that is. Oh, really? Okay, hold on. So Levert was like a, a group... Uh, like a singing group that he was in, but I think he's also a producer. I'm trying to think of what their like famous song was. Um, 
Let's, let's take a look to a Gerald Levert song. This might give you some... Uh... <laughs> Sex jams? Yeah. I mean, R&B, classic R&B. So what Shadows team is called the black chart. Right. All right. All right. Uh, okay. All right. Um, I'll go uh, B to T. Okay. Hmm. Gerald Ford. <laughs> I mean, that's a tough one, right? He's been dead. I know. I'll go Ford. Okay. Wilkins. G Mac. Ford. Wilkins. Levert. Wow. Okay. Then I'll go. Yeah, let's get some numbers. Jerry Ford. Oh, huh. Gerald Levert is dead, FYI. Oh, I didn't know that. All right. Um, when did he die? Uh, 2006. All right. So oh, he's the son of Eddie Levert. Okay, Eddie Levert was in the OJs. Okay, that's. I was like, why right. do I? So Jerry Ford. Jesus. I mean, I don't know any of these really. I, I mean, G Mac. I could probably give a guess. Uh, Jerry Ford. I mean, presidents somehow always have money. <laughs> yeah, and he's probably. Of the 20th century presidents, like Harry Truman, Ford are like the least wealthy. I would yeah, say. just like just yeah, by I wouldn't have guessed and maybe had. Clinton before he got in office. And, like. uh, and even like Carter, like gave, didn't he give away all his money at this point? Yeah, but he owned a, he owned that peanut farm, which yeah. actually was very profitable. Right. Um, I'll go Jerry Ford a million. Okay. Uh, Wilkins. Three. Mm, interesting. G Mac six. Okay. And Levert like twelve. Wow. I, I get so walk me through your logic. So I think I understand it, but I want to make it clear. Well, Jerry Ford, I, I I don't even know if he has that much. But right. it's hard to really know what that I don't one. know. Like I, I really don't know. That was just a blind guess. Uh Wilkins, he played for about ten years. Yeah, I would say. I mean, his brother. Maybe even longer. I don't know, like if they went into business. Like it's always hard to tell with him. Um, but it was before, like he was never a star, but he was a good man off the bench. Yeah, and he was played in New York. Played in New York for a while, um, but Might he's have... also been retired for twenty years. Yeah, probably. And hasn't. I don't think. I don't know what the hell he does. Who knows? G Mac. He's getting older. Mm. He's a little younger than my dad. So he's in his seventies. And I think we, I know we've done him before, but I don't remember. Yeah, I don't either. That's why I don't I remember him being worth a whole lot. <laughs> and then Levert, music producers right. usually make a lot. That's what I figured your logic was. <laughs> I'm sure I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. So coming at the bottom, Gerald Levert, <laughs> $5 million. Wow. I know. I was a little surprised by that. Oh, my God. I'm way off this week. Next up, Gerald R. Ford. Yeah. President, congressman, seven million. That's nothing to sneeze at. No, I know. He's been dead a while too, probably as long as Levert. We lost both Gerald's out here. <laughs> wow. Number two, Gerald McCraney. What did you have for him? Six. Eight million. All right. So I was relatively close. Yeah, the D B makes it confusing too, because she doesn't even work, so who knows? Yeah. She might be leeching off him. Right. 
Wow, Gerald coming Wilkins. in number one, Gerald Wilkins, eleven million dollars. Right. I, I mean, he could have invested well or done something after basketball that was profitable. It wouldn't surprise me if he and Dominique right, have like, like car washes or something, right? Like that is that's what I was thinking. Like yeah. they went into business, but he also could have been a Coolio situation, right? It, it, exactly. You would like find out that he has no. He's like a Lenny Dykstra. Like Correct. there's just no, right. you know. Wow, that was yeah. good. that was good. That was challenging. All right. I like the challenging leaks. I know. I try, I try to I mix learned, it up. I learned something about windsurfers, that they make a ton of money. Yeah. I mean, it, it feels like one of those rich guy sports where, like, you win, like, a crazy cup, and it's like the winner well, gets a million do? dollars. How do you do tricks? I mean, I guess they could, like, fly around if that would be <laughs> enough. Right? But they're not, like, whipping through the fucking ocean <laughs> like surfers. they fly around if it's windy you, enough. You know what I mean? Like, you like, just defied like, windsurfers. Catch, catch some air. Yeah. I, I'm gonna guess that they don't have it in places that aren't windy. Well, I know, but like you, you need choppy water, I would say. Yeah. Well, they do surfing. It's the same thing. Yeah, but they're not. They're not doing. They don't do it in the ocean. They do it in the lakes. No, I think. they do it in the ocean. You think? Yeah. All right. I, I love that, that would make more sense. I love that we know nothing about windsurfing. All right. And yet it was never on ESPN in the '80s. I, it probably was, but I didn't. I don't remember it. No. We remember twins who play indoor lacrosse, but I can't remember right. windsurfing. Sure. And the skeet shooting show. Oh, yeah. Starshot. Star yeah, of course. <laughs> guys. Another entry. Oh, boy. All right, well, guys. That was awesome. Take us out of Shallow Land. The shuttle. The, board. The, the Boston, New York shuttle. Oh, boy. Well. I think we have we're doing one more McCraney from October. Uh, yep. We'll drop Kyle will drop it in. We have to decide what it is. Should I do another spooky one if we can? Yeah, I believe we had a spooky one lined up. I just don't yeah. recall the title. But uh, thanks again for listening. That was a fun one, guys. Watch it, please. Highly recommend watching it. It's worth your time. So for Doctor Mud Kyle Rosenbaum, Ken Norsen, it's been another episode of the Cyber Boys. See ya. On the next Cyber Police Podcast. Starring Jane Seymour. I've just blown the play dead. So instead of carrying our hero off the field, would you gentlemen please carry the last pieces of furniture into the house? And Gerald McCraney. When Steve Rowe finds out I can't give 18 football scores in 14 seconds without tripping all over my tongue, he's probably going to have me covering the Lumberjacks tree pruning contest. It's... The Haunting Passion, available on YouTube.